I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello and welcome to the Mission Zach, um, Mission Zach Leguizamo Rama experience. Uh, this is your spoiler warning. If you have not seen Revenge 1990 or, or any uh, sort of... Uh, revenge film, yeah, um, and uh, more than a couple of revenge films, and, and are able to sort of, you know, know the basic beats of a story like that. <laughs> if you haven't seen, but really, revenge, because there's some twists and turns, um, and you want to, mm. it, you don't want it ruined for you because you've been meaning to get around to watching it for the last thirty-one years. Um, this is your spoiler warning, but if you're cool with the spoil, get on in. This is going to be a good one. <laughs> Peace. I hate the word. Hello, it's me. I am joined, as always, by my good friend, Zaki. Wow. We are Leguizama Rama, and it's great. This is... We... There's music playing. You know that in the edit, there's music <laughs> underneath you. So this is, uh, is going to be fun for you Tom. You just ruined that for me. No, keep going, keep going. Oh, I I'm rhymed, just telling you it's going to be a little bit discordant, potentially. I don't care. I rhymed me with Zaki, and that was I was too happy with that. <laughs> You know what's beautiful? What? You just did. I rhymed me with Zachy and I was too happy. You just did a little accidental rhyme. Anyway, carry on, carry on. Um, I'm Mish. Hello, I'm Mish. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm Mish. Uh, You might know me from all the Grammys I've won. Have you won Grammys? Yeah, I'm Adele. (laughs) Oh, I see, I see. Um, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend Zach Ruane, who you might know from. From. Good. Getting out of lockdown, we're back in a room together. It's nice to see you again. It's nice to see you too. We've had, there's been too many times in our podcasting experience where we've gone really long periods without seeing each other and then. We see each other. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, this is Leguizamo Rama. Oh, yeah. It's a podcast where two friends watch every movie starring John Leguizamo. Yeah, that's you right. You know this. I don't think we're getting new listeners on the revenge one. With Imagine if we did. Imagine if this is the one that took this off. This is the one that blew up. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one Johnny lives, listens to. Oh, fingers crossed. Johnny, mm. we love you if he you're listening. He knows who we are. He has now responded to two questions that we've asked on yeah. our Instagram and the last one was a lame question. <laughs> the last one, the one that yeah, you just answered? Yeah, the one about the trip too. Yeah, well, I um, thought it was a good question. Yeah, I asked a question of Johnny Legs on Instagram. I tagged him in it. I was like, hey, did you enjoy filming this film? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I went to bed 
And then I woke up and Johnny Legs had made contact. In fact, I got a notification on my phone that says John Leguizamo has commented on your photo. Wow. That was... What a del- like I might have had the sweetest dreams that night. Wow. But when I woke up I was living the sweetest dream. Yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. When you say- wow. Yeah. What a thrill. And you know And it we- wasn't just a yes. It was yeah. he explained why. He was like he had a fun time on that shoot. Yeah. There there are still questions unanswered, like why did you do it? Yeah. Um, but I think that's not for a post. That's for a one on one conversation. Yeah. Because um, there's probably specifics in there. And, mm. But I thought he gave a great answer. And and isn't that crazy? He was talking about the dangerous stunts. So that thing where he was on the thing in the sky in the trip to the Spanish movie that we watched with no subtitles. It sounds like it might have been him. He might have actually been doing it. Crazy. Crazy stuff. Um, anyway, John, if you are listening. Which you are. You're our bud. Yeah, you love us. It went from like a podcast. You know, this podcast used to be like two fans. Being, like I'm a little embarrassed about it, to be honest. Yeah, same. Because now it's just like two mates talking about a mate. Do you think, I've not thought about this, but yeah. do you think yeah. that there's any chance that a contestant from season one MasterChef yeah. listened to recaps yes. and has now come on over to Leguizamo. Wow, that's a thought. Uh, No. At all? Zero. There's zero chance. There's just too many bad episodes from us. I'm doing a quick shout-out right now. Yeah. And I mean this. Yeah. If you were a contestant on season one of MasterChef and you listened to Recaps with Mission Zach, which is a podcast that Zach and I did a couple of years ago where we recapped the entire of season one of MasterChef as if it was 2009. MasterChef Australia. So for all all you G. Ramsey fans, sorry, no deal. Yeah, we're George's mates. Yeah, we're George. We believe in the positive, loving, Mm. um, you know, uh, helpful, constructive critiques of the George, Matt and Gary uh, era, but also the new team are doing that as well. I don't care for this toxic meanie beanie genie coming from Mr. Gordon Ramsay. Although, have you seen – anyway, my point is if you were on that show and you listened, please, please, please reach out. Like I'm I'm begging you. I've never wanted something more than for someone on that show to be listening to Leguizamo Rama. Um, But have you ever watched Gordon Ramsay do MasterChef Junior? Yes, I've seen it. What an angel. I love this. I love people being like, oh, look, he's he's good to kids in front of a camera. So (laughs) – Thus, like, he's not a cunt. I think it was more so that people didn't think that, like, I mean, when I was watching Hell's Kitchen, Mm -hmm. Kitchen Nightmares, Hotel Hell. Isn't it amazing (laughs) that he was a legitimate chef once? Yeah, I know. (laughs) No, but do you know what else is really interesting is that chefs love him. Yeah. Chefs love him. I've known a chef or two in my time. Yes. And And if you are a regular listener to the Mission Zach podcasts, you would know that um, Mish was unlucky in love for a few years there. A few years there. And there was couldn't, a lot. It couldn't really cook up a love, if when, you know. <laughs> when you're, I don't know a lot. Yeah. I don't know a lot about the f- uh, feminine experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm uh, hands up. Yeah. I've got to do a little less yapping, a little more listening. Yeah, that's right. But one thing I do know mm-hmm. is if you're a woman in your late 30s mm-hmm. that's had a bad run with men, there's a few chefs in there. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> if you have ever used dating apps, there was a period of time where you exclusively dated chefs. Not by choice. I didn't go out looking for them. And this is not to say 
if someone is dating chefs, they're having a bad run. No. This is not to say if you are a chef or if you're dating a chef mm. that that's not a good thing. Yeah. I'm saying yeah. if someone in their late 20s or early 30s mm-hmm. is telling you about the, the difficulties they have around dating a, a woman, mm. I guarantee you... A couple of those boys were chefs. One, Is that fair to say? Absolutely, no <laughs> doubt. Um, uh, from my experience, the chefs that I have known in my sordid past, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they all loved Gordon Ramsay. On the female experience, mm-hmm. if you had to choose, if you had to choose, well, would you lie. rather know what it's like, the, like to have your period or to lactate? What Lactate? What feeling are you lactate, more... Lactate, 100%. Yeah. Oh, I guess like out of sympathy. You only like, have a I, day. It's not like I'm like for a year you yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah, because it's like I, yeah. I know that, that periods are very unpleasant for mm. a lot of women. Um, so I would prefer, but it would probably be better for to understand. Yeah. Yes. No, I would say actually period pain mm. because I think that would make me hopefully a little more empathetic. But then wouldn't wouldn't you just hate it, mm. ladies? Mm. If that deal was struck with like some sort of god that could make it happen, and then the the body swap happened with someone with a light flow, <laughs> can I just say though, Zach, knowing you and knowing you as well as I do, if if your body had a period, it would not be a no, light flow. I would flow. be. I'd be. I'd you, be like endo to the max. Yeah, yeah you would I'd be, be endo like, full yeah. on. You would need all the. Fucking but wouldn't that be six. funny? And then and then and then I wouldn't be able to say it, right? Mm. I I'd just be like, oh, wasn't that bad? And they'd be yeah. like, pretty bad, isn't it? I'd be like, maybe I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, that would just be that would be just just your luck, wouldn't it, ladies? <laughs> anyway, oh goodness, goodness bit- me! What about you? If you. Mm-hmm. Could experience having a stiffy, yeah, or um, being the CEO of a Fortune 500 company—the <laughs> two male experience for how long? For a day. I can only be rich for a day. Can yeah, I- and, and it's a busy day. Like you're the CEO of a Fortune 500. You're stressed okay. out of your mind. You're sitting in. The can office. I, if I purchase anything as a CEO on that day, can I keep it? No. Oh, yeah, okay. it's a body swap. Oh, stiffy. That's <laughs> 100% yeah. a stiffy. How could, yeah, I would be... love to know what it feels like to have a stiffy. <laughs> I'm assuming it feels very similar to when I'm horny, except that just something yeah, gets... It's like by, by most um, explanations of, of human anatomy, mm. it's pretty similar. It's just the opposite. Can you... Okay, here's a question. Here's love a this. question. Love I grew this. up... I grew up pretty much only with women, right? I went to an all-girls school. I had a sister and a mum and my dad wasn't there very much, mm-hmm. right? So there are a lot of questions I've had throughout my life for my male friends mm-hmm. that then, you know, that, that they will answer them for me. For example, I was like, what happens when you need to pee and poo at the same time? Because a girl, mm. if she's sitting down, she's doing a wee, she goes, oh, I've got to do a little poo. She does yeah. a poo. With a guy, it's like, do you stand up and wee and then quickly sit down to poo? And I was told by a very good friend of mine, Sam, shout out to Sam. Shout out to Sam. That, um, no, you just hold your penis down to do a wee. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a very... Are you sure Sam was comfortable with you sharing that on a podcast? Yeah, no, it's wait, it's not Sam Lingham. Oh, okay. <laughs> I want to make it very, very clear that it's not Sam Lingham. Okay, sure, sure. Um, I, have a f- I have a handful of friends named Sam. It's a common name. It's a common name. Yeah. Sorry, straight up, 
Not Sam Lingham. Yeah, great. The more I say that, though, the more people are The more are it sounds like it was Sam, Sam Lingham. Lingham. It yeah. wasn't Sam Lingham. Um, but I have a question for you. Yeah. And if you deem this inappropriate, although well, I don't... that's part of it, isn't it? You know, mm. the sitting down, standing up um, uh, conversation is, is a great... Like, if the answer is, hey, that makes me uncomfortable, that goes to tell you a little about the male experience. But the question I asked of my friend Sam, not Sam Lingham, mm-hmm. uh, was about pee and poo. The mm-hmm. question I'm about to ask you was about stiffies. Mm-hmm. I would say that... How do you pee with a stiffy? No, I know okay. that because I've asked... That's like a real... I've asked. This one I've never asked. As an adult, mm-hmm. can you get a stiffy and not know you've got one? No. Okay. Oh! So, like, you know when you're young, I know that when guys are going through puberty, they'll be like, oh, my God, I've got a stiffy. Yeah. Like, I've heard about that. Yeah. But as an adult, is it possible for you to be walking around and be like, oh, Jesus Christ, I've got a stiffy? Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? It, I guess my, my – look, I, I have to do follow-up questions to that. I mm-hmm. guess my question is, is it like can you get a stiffy without thinking about getting a stiffy? Mm. Is that what you're saying? Or are you saying can you not know that you have a stiffy? You cannot know that you've got like one. It so goes like you're up and it... it goes down potentially in this scenario and you never knew. Yeah, you you're just watching television. You get up, make a cup of coffee, checking an email, and then you look down and you're like, oh, my God, I've got a stiffy. I would say um, it, I, 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 I probably can't answer that question directly. What I can say is I think <laughs> Can you that, answer it in metaphor? <laughs> no, I think that what it opens up for me, the, the I can I can go, uh, nah, mm. that can be my answer, right? Mm. Nah, you know. But what it opens up for me is something far more interesting, mm. which is degrees of stiffy. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I think sometimes we think of stiffies in a binary. We think of flop and stiff. Yeah. But... But it's degrees. It's like any like genitalia. A semi. Yeah, it's a but a semi. When does it stop? When does it become a semi? Yeah. When does it become a stemi? And then even still, when does it become? When a does stiffy? A, a, a semi become a stiffy? And when does the stiffy? You know, it's yeah. degrees of stiff. Mm. Uh, so I think you can have a semi. Yeah. Without knowing. Yeah. And I think potentially a semi can become a stiffy. A, a stiffy on the softer end of the spectrum. Okay, I hear you. I'm not talking rod, rock hard. <laughs> if it's a ro- rock hard rod, yeah. you know. Yeah. But if we're talking a, a, a gentle stiffy, mm. I don't think you could not know that there was something going on down there. But mm. you could perchance mistake a semi for a stiffy mm. and maybe uh, uh, you could think a uh, uh, I think it's degrees. Yeah, fair. So if it's a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not stiff, 10 being too stiff, I'm going to stop. Too stiff. Like uh, <laughs> 10 being 1 being not stiff and 10 being full full rock hard rod. <laughs> Can you have a 10 and think it's a 0? No. Yeah. But I think there's a range of about five. I really hope. Maybe four. I think there's a range of four. You can be a 2. Yeah. And actually, you can think you're at a two, but actually be at a six. Tom, if you're listening, can you go back to when we first started talking about stiffies mm. and just put very, very, very quiet, sexy music under it? I would like that. Yeah. Because this this got hot. Did it? <laughs> yeah. Talking about rock and roll. Because <laughs> this got sexy, Tom, and I think you agree. 
My allergies are playing up. I, I have a dog, and right now my allergies are playing up. So there's nothing like sexier than talking about rock hard rods with your voice a bit like this. <laughs> I can't really breathe through my nose right now. Um, oh, bless. Do you very know though? Funny. If we're gonna be talking about stiffies, well, clearly we are. My God, this is the best movie in which to be talking about the stiffies first forty-five. Too. Oh yes, <laughs> let's be very clear. That's such a good point. The first 45 minutes yeah. of this movie is stiffy central. If I was a 15, 16-year-old boy oh, yeah. at, in 1990 and mm-hmm. I watched this movie, I would be, have a rock hard It would be the sort of movie that, like, <laughs> y- you, the VHS would be there in the collection. Yeah. I imagine this movie was R. I imagine there was an R in oh, that little diamond. absolutely this was an R film. And I reckon it that VHS would have lived on the shelf mm-hmm. and you never watched the movie, but when mum and dad were at the shops and I'm like, we can leave you at home mm-hmm. for an hour and a half, um, you would be doing a bit of fast forwarding to the yeah. best bits. Oh, 100%. But then the second half. No. You'd Not never so get a stiffy again. <laughs> yeah. So, this is, but in this scenario, you, you've never seen the second half. No, that's you've true. You've never, you've not seen the first bits either. You, you're just right in that middle bit where, where yeah. there's like, shall we? Shall, it's provocative. <laughs> I would say so. It's the most of all the sexy thrillers we've watched. Mm. It's the most. Um, it's not that you see more of, but I think it's the most. Explicit. There's just a couple of choices there mm. that are like I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Well, read the blurb because I have some things to say. Firstly, I think, I don't think we'll go there, but trigger warning. Yep. For the second half, but I don't think we'll go there. Revenge is a 1990 uh, romantic thriller, according to Wikipedia, directed by Tony Scott. Romantic's a choice. (laughs) Yeah, again, first 45. And starring the guy from Waterworld, the lady from 12 Monkeys, the guy who played Zorba in Zorba the Greek, one of the bad guys from Robocop, and John Leguizamo for a bit at the end. The very visually appealing film, directed by Tony Scott, tells the story of Michael J. J., so Michael J, no, letter, mm-hmm. J, nickname, J-A-Y, Cochran, open bracket, Kevin Costner, close bracket, a sexy all-American fighter pilot who starts an illicit fair with the wife of a rich, rich Mexican drug lord. Mm. After 45 horny minutes, the drug lord finds out about the affair and his response is as aggressive as you'd think, but decidedly more full on. Mm. Then the rest of the film is very violent and chock full of triggers and mean words about women. I watched this film in double time, not because of its quality, but because of circumstance. It, it made that more full on. John Leguizamo. <laughs> John Leguizamo. 
plays a sexy Mexican dude that helps Jay do some of the violence back at the nasty drug lord. Oh, can I just say? Yeah. Uh, Zach was running a bit late today, so he had to watch the film in double time. Mm-hmm. And I walked into the podcast studio. He was just at the end of this film, and I was listening to it in double time. And I was like, oh, my God, what are you doing? It sounds horrific. It, it was um, – I imagine – I, so, I, yeah, I watched it in double time, full, full. But I want to be very clear, this was not one of those ones where I was 15 minutes in and mm. I was like, ugh, double time. Mm. I think I would have, like, um, uh, I, I would have, like, Tony Scott's a very mm. competent filmmaker. I, I think I I can't say, but I would have loved to have watched this film in, at a normal speed. It was a circumstantial yeah, double time. That being said... Mm-hmm. Um, double time, it becomes an information thing. It mm-hmm. becomes, and like some of the, and pacing is so important. And I think the visuals were so beautiful. I think some of the violence in this film from an artistic point of view was meant to be contrasted with some more, um, slow, beautiful languid, like there was a, meant to be a contrast in this film of violence and beauty full on and maybe. What I'm mm. saying is I didn't get that. Mm. I just got blah, 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 violence and then blah, 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 beautiful sunsets. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think that's an important disclosure to make. Totally fair. It is very much like someone said, I want to make a movie full of sex and violence, um, but I don't know how to combine the two. So we'll just put all the sex at the start and then all the violence at the end. Which which makes some sense. Like that is kind of the structure of a revenge thriller. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's good times and then bad times and then bad times back at them. Yeah. I think what I would like to do is mm-hmm. talk a little bit about the sexy thriller, if I, I may. The, the sexy thriller is a genre? Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. So there are – all of our listeners know. Like our, our true listeners, Mish loves a sexy thriller. Mish loves so, a, Mish loves a sexy thriller. Mish, at any age, loves a sexy thriller nearly as much as Mish at twenty seven loves going on two or three dates with a chef. chef. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So I do. I love a sexy thriller. Yeah. Um, And this, no exception, loved this movie. Straight Mm -hmm. up thought it was, it's pure entertainment and 90s sexy thrillers. Oh, yeah, I want to make that very clear. I love a 90s sexy thriller. Mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of a 2000s sexy thriller. Which is a, yeah, that's a really great point. Yeah. um, Which is like a 90s sexy thriller but with more like blue. CGI. Everything's more blue, you know. Like literally like the colour grading is very blue. Yeah, 100%. Um. There is, however, a spectrum of the sexy thriller from sexy to like a a kind of pornographic, right? Mm -hmm. Now, this ain't shit on porn, (laughs) but this movie, you would find those scenes on Pornhub. Like it was quite pornographic really. Like – like like an R-rated porn. Yeah. So like the, the the porn section at the video shop that, 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 that your grandpa would get absolutely. a VHS from. And I'm not saying I like either one of them more. I'm just saying that, like, I just want to talk about the, I, the concept the of the spectrum. Sh- yes, exactly. Whereas, have you ever seen a movie called Two Moon Junction? No. 
That's the one with Mickey Rourke. Yes, it is. He had a bit of a run of sexy thrillers. Oh my god, he was the master of the late eighties sexy thrillers. Now I've not. I don't think I've seen any. Late 80s sexy thrillers. This is a real gap in my knowledge. Oh, it wasn't It wasn't Mickey Rourke. I'm so sorry. It was a guy named Richard Tyson who was is, is not Mickey Rourke but should be Mickey Rourke. Because Mickey Rourke's eight and a half weeks and uh, he just did a lot. That's funny. Yeah. No, no, no. This uh, this guy, he was in Kindergarten Cop. He was the I'm bad guy. I'm Googling go- it. I'm doing a Google. He, he was the bad guy in Kindergarten Cop. Anyway. Oh. He, oh. he did this movie called Two Moon Junction, which was a 1988, <gasps> like, erotic thriller. Oh, my God. It's got Sherilyn Fenn from uh, from Twin Peaks. I oh, love her. Mate, this movie, it's on Stan. It is on of Stan. Of course it's on Stan. Because... It's the most Stan thing. Oh, it is the most To just have thing. Two Moon Junction. The best thing about it as well is you select it and then beneath it before you press play, Stan offers you all these movies that are very similar to Two Can Moon Junction. Can I tell Junction. you, I want, to, I want you to guess. I want to play like at the end of this, I want to play 20 questions mm. on what I watched on Stan last week during lockdown. I okay. did the ultimate like comfort mm-hmm. movie choice, like like – Oh, okay, cool. But it's it's so way off. Like it's not in this realm. But it's just funny that this was on Stan. I could play that too. We can play. I I watch. Me too. Stan truly is the weeklies section, the bottom shelf weekly <laughs> section. <laughs> it is. No, but it is in a good way. In a good way. And do you know what's even better is Disney Plus Star, which is all the movies. Mm-hmm. Around the era when VHS was turning into DVD. So it's all the first movies you ever saw on DVD. Do you know what it is? Um, Stan is the weekly section and Disney Plus Star is the new releases. Stan is the five for $10 weeklies and um, uh, Disney Plus Star is three for 10. What I'm telling you right now is there's value to both. There's a robust, I think Stan has a place in the robust mix of. Oh, fuck um, yeah. I love Stan. I love Stan. I don't I know if I'm allowed Stan. to say that. You can say that. I love Stan. You can say. Oh wait, you don't know if you can say that. Yeah, no, Stan's I can say great. That. I'm just playing. I love Stan. I love Stan. I love them all. Yeah, same. I think they all have their place. And because of Leguizamorama, mm. I've ended up. I'm on. Like I'm virtually on all of them. Yeah, I've stolen all of my partner's dads. He yeah. has. He's part of all the streaming services. So I, I shared Disney Plus with my dad, mm. um, and then my uh, nieces and nephews often go to their place. Mm. So. Like, there's just always this, like, 10 minutes of this yeah. fucking thing, watch 10 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, it's getting hard to scroll back to X-Files. 100%. Can we please just, like, stop with the 10 minutes of whatever Disney Channel thing you've watched? <laughs> I say that to my... No, I don't. What you have to do is watch Two Moon Junction after you've watched... If you like Revenge, yeah. you've got to watch Two yeah, Moon Junction. Because I'll, I'll remove the... I won't say pornographic. It's not porn. It's erotic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know exactly like, what you it, mean. It's kind of like a late 80s, early 90s erotic novel. Yeah. Right? Like the covers, like a Mills and Boone type thing. Very like... Very garter belt. I, I can't tell you. <laughs> very I can't tell you silk slip how much over I love hard nipples. Finn. I love the 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 actress in it mm. is so good. That's so, oh yeah. You got to so watch good. it too. if you're in a sexy thriller mood. You got to watch. She's got like a bleach blonde thing. Yo, going she, on. and she's beautiful. And the and the dark the dark eyebrows against the bleach blonde. She she's great. She should have had a bigger career than she did. Yeah, she's wonderful. Um. But this dude, oh, my God. Can we talk about, yeah, I know, isn't he insane? Um, <laughs> he's the bad guy from Kindergarten Cop. That's so funny. Um, can we talk about 
the relationship between Madeline Stowe and Kevin Costner in this film, please. Sure. Um, What do you want to say about it? It's remarkable what we let film get away with because we are truly meant to believe that they are in love, Mm -hmm. right? So she's married to this big rich guy that he seems to be friends with. He he retires from um, being a US fighter pilot Mm -hmm. um, and in retirement decides to go and see Someone who's a friend, I suppose, who's clearly a cartel boss. They never like they never they never really go into why they're friends, do they? No, not at all. And for some reason, why in retirement is the first thing you do is to go to Mexico and stay at this mansion of some guy you, who talks a lot in metaphors and you don't seem that close with him. Like but that's where you've chosen to go in retirement. Anyway, she he sees her his wife. Who's Madeline Stowe? From 12 Monkeys. From 12 Monkeys and from Blink, my favourite sexy thriller of all time. What? Yeah. I've never heard of Blink in my entire I'm, I life. I swear I've spoken about it on a podcast. I'm surprised it's not with you. Blink is a sexy 90s thriller sure that you, you cannot find anywhere. But my mum had it on VHS and wow. I was obsessed. I want to find it. Someone find me Blink. Can I say, this lockdown, I had a real moment of like, I think I'm going to start collecting Blu-rays because mm. like there was just this run of wanting to watch movies and it not being available on mm. any. I'm not like, I'm signed up to 50 streaming services and I'm yeah. like, I want to watch this, can't get it. want to watch this, can't get it. Oh, it's frustrating as. Yeah. Um, Blink, Madeline Stowe is in that. Anyway, um, and they see each other. They have a... A fairly mild conversation on a beach. Yeah. Then it rains and then they decide they're in love. And then their entire relationship, which is probably spans which probably spans about a week, mm. is from what we see anyway, just sex. Yeah. It's just really full on sex. And then she like lies to her husband and says, I'm gonna go see my sister. And goes away to a cabin with him and then they do a montage of them travelling to the ki- and then they have that car scene. Hello. Hello. That's the one that made me go like there's just moments in that where I was like, good, good, wowee. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Wowee. Yeah. Um, and then they just have. Because to- they lick each other's fingers and then finger back. <laughs> I was going to try keep it. I mean, we <laughs> talked about stiffies already. We might as well just talk about them. Good old finger bashing. Oh, there's a, a quite a wet finger banging. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's an explicit movie. But I will just say that scene, it, that, like that's not how it works. You, It doesn't work like that. Also, his pants were done up. His penis mm. was inside his pants. Mm. They were not having sex, but they mm. tried to make it look like they mm. were. That was bad. Mm. Anyway, um, I just find it very funny, these... I just found that very funny, the trajectory of their relationship being like we've just met and now we're in love but their entire relationship was based around unrealistic sex. Mm. How funny was it when they have sex for the first time and she, uh, like when she, after she climaxes or whatever, she pushes him off mm. her and she like looks disgusted in herself and then he just picks up a rack of blazers, blazers. and throws them across the room. Because they're having sex at a party. In so a closet. In a coat room. Yeah. Um. Is there a place for sexy thrillers now? Um, <sighs> because I feel like in the age of porno, mm. there's no like there's no illicit reason mm. to watch a sexy thriller. If you're a, if you're a dude, you know that doesn't have can't buy a porno 
at the magazine shop. <laughs> you know, there's definitely like, there's definitely like, oh, this is a bit horny. But I don't watch it. Like, I don't enjoy sexy thrillers because it makes me horny. No. I, no, I, know I like a 90s sexy thriller because it's just so, f- like, it's pure entertainment, unrealistic. Like, it's just wonderful. But it's not because it makes me crack a moisty. <laughs> but I feel like there's, there's an, surely there's an element. Like, what's the purpose of a scene that horny? Oh, back then it was because it was, it was like. To be arousing. Oh, of course. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like there's less of a place for it now. Mm. Well, even in just like action films from the early 90s, late 80s, like there's, all, there's, there's always like some weird, unnecessary, full-on sex, sex scene. scene. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's one, I can't remember the movie, but there's one where all this shit is happening. Like someone's trying to kill somebody, the kid's gone missing, I don't know. And in the middle of it, they just have some. They sex. just have some sex. I yeah. think Demi Moore's in it from memory. That's great. Yeah, Demi Moore loved a you know like an unnecessary sex scene in a film, but like I swear Demi Moore's in it. There's movies like that. It's because the access to pornography is not as easy. And if you say, "Oh, I watched a movie Revenge last night," people are like, "Oh, sick." Whereas if you're like, "I watched Giant Jugs Three, yeah. <laughs> people are like, "Why are you telling me that?" Yeah, like I'm a I'm a I'm a signed up member of. For um, OnlyFans accounts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool, man. Yeah, um, here's a fun thought mm. that the sexy thriller um, was predominantly aimed at men in the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, and maybe, it, oh, no, 80s, 90s, and over the last 20 years, its main audience is women. Uh, discuss. You think so? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I, I might be wrong. I would, As I was saying, I, was I, like, I think s- I'm wrong. I think most sex in films is aimed at men. Mm. At the pleasure of men. That's but then I guess Kevin Costner's a hottie with a body. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Do not get me wrong, but the focus is... It like... felt very for men, right? And then absolutely. I was like, what's an example of a sexy thriller now? And I was like, the only thing I can think of is like Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. So there's been this like full flip of who it's aimed at. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey is not a sexy thriller. And also I think there was like, you know, a Richard Gere sexy thriller is for everyone. Oh, absolutely. Like that is. is for, but that's more the 2000s sexy thriller, isn't it? Yeah, but if you look at like a Tom Hank, uh, Tom Cruise sexy, Tom Hanks doesn't do sexy thrillers. Tom Cruise sexy wish. thriller. I do think there's an element of Tom Cruise representing the everyman. Mm. And they pulled, like Madeline Stowe in Revenge is stunning. 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 Um, stunning. And I think Tom Cruise, when he does a sexy film, it's like men can be like, oh, I'm, I'm like him. I'm a yeah. bit like Tom Cruise. You know I what don't, I mean? I don't see Tom Cruise. I don't see myself in that insanely fit man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that generally speaking, and I don't think it's changed too much up until 2021, um, most sex in film is for men, majority. But that's isn't that interesting? It's almost like it's, it's, it's shifted mm. a little bit with the sexy thriller. Yeah. Like just a little bit, but maybe, but more than anything, there's just no more sexy thrillers. Mm, is there a sexy thriller? Well, I don't think any. Like, is there, is there sexy? Is there sexy mainstream movies anymore? Is there movies anymore? Not like there used to be, because now if you if you released Revenge now, you just wouldn't. You wouldn't. You'd make it a TV series. Mm, yeah. You'd do it on. You just wouldn't. No. That kind of film is done. Yeah. Like it doesn't exist anymore. Mm. I'm trying to think of what sex in film is like now. Like, 
Fifty Shades of Grey is such a bad example. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, but, but it's I also mean, not because it's so And then Magic Mike like, is, a, is another example. Like, I feel like Magic Mike, Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm. Um, that sex life show that's on Netflix these days. Yeah. Like, I think, like, it's po- possibly shifted. It's possibly. And maybe it's because there's, like, there's, yeah, maybe, maybe. That's interesting. I don't know. There's I don't this, know what that says. Can I just say? Yeah. There's this show on Stan. Yeah. Um, called Normal People, which is a Sally Rooney. I hope I'm not getting that name wrong, based on a Sally Rooney novel. Okay. Um, it's, uh, it's set in an island. Oh, I've heard about this. It's phenomenal. Lena, Lena's always banging on about Lena it Lena Moon Instagram. loves it. <laughs> Lena Always Moon. banging on about yeah, it. She fucking loves start. this shit. No. Um, uh, yeah, no, I've heard it's, it's great. It's fucking amazing. And uh, spoiler alert for normal people. Um, oh, I, I, how spoilery. It, it happens in the second episode, but okay, you know yeah. it's going to. Yeah. They have sex. Oh, right. Yes, time. yes, yes. It's a sex, sex movie. Yeah, sex it's a sex. Show. So yeah, it's, sex it's, the, it's the relationship of these two people in high school all the way up until when they finish university. Yeah. Um, that's all I'll give away. But the, the second episode when they have sex for the first time. It is one of the most realistic depictions of sex and it is so well done and it was the first time in years, almost my adult life, where I was, um, where a sex scene had an impact on me. Does that make sense? And I'm not saying it made me horny. I'm just saying sex in films now because we are so exposed to sex, whether it be like magazines, television, fucking all media sources. Like sex, when I see a sex scene in a film, I'm not like, oh, bitch, like nothing. Ooh, yeah. Whereas, and it's not like this scene in Normal People made me horny, but it made me feel something. And I was mm. like, through a sex scene, because I had not seen sex depicted like that in film and or on television. And it's. Yeah, on the filmic arts. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> the movie. Um, highly recommend. It's a great. Like, in terms of a study of acting, my God, so good. Do you know. Um, there's a fil- there was a film called The Miseducation of Cameron Post with uh, what's her name? No um, idea what you're talking about. Blonde. blonde. It, it it had the reason I watched it was it had the lead actor actor from um, not lead actor. Lee, um, I'll go gendered with this. The lead actress from uh, American Honey, which is an amazing film. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Oh, what's her name? Uh, she did. Um, she was in Kickass. Lee. Oh, I don't know. The the the, the girl from Kickass. Oh, Chloe. Chloe, not Deschanel. That's all I'm thinking. You know when you get Deschanel in yeah. your head and not you Chloe can't... Seven Year. Not Chloe <laughs> Seven Year. Not Chloe Deschanel. <laughs> Chloe... We're not talking about it girls of various decades. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get off. You gotta get the it girl of the different decades. Oh fuck! Um, I'm I'm googling it, so it's all right. Uh, Miseducation of Cameron. It's beside the point. I'm just <laughs> on her now. I can't think of her name. Miseducation of Cameron Post is dun, 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 Chloe Grace Moretz. Thank you. And Sasha Lane is the name of. Oh, she's good. Anyway, why do you bring this up? Don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has. Uh, I, I can't remember the specifics, but it has, a, a, like, a couple of sex scenes in it mm. that um, convey character mm-hmm. and convey relationships mm-hmm. and convey um, that there's, there's, there's storytelling in the sex scenes mm-hmm. um, that are very effective and very, like, intimate. And, and I think, I, like, I think this is kind of, I, I agree with you, is that it's like, the, I think the age of um, 
like an explicit, not explicit, like um, what's the word for when it's just unnecessary? Like um, unnecessary. Yeah, no, but like like unne- like unnecessary and for its own sake and anyway, self-serving. Yeah, there's a word in there somewhere. There's a very like common word. I'm not like like I'm not fishing for a big word. I'm like, um, anyway, it that age is done because of pornos mm-hmm. and because of OnlyFans and because mm-hmm. of Twitter and all of that. Um, but what it what I think the age that's beginning is is ver- is sex scenes that are very much about storytelling and character and yeah. I think like we're coming back around to it. Absolutely. Yeah, that's just an interesting fact, and and not explicit, and not there, not there for the titillation of the viewer, mm. but there to tell story and to to because it's such a big part of the human experience. Of course, um, that that's not what happens in this movie. This no, movie is lots of horny sex. Yeah, so this movie is just a lot of bot, a lot of bottoms, a lot of undoing of pants, ripping of tops so you can see boobies. You remember the um the bit in the Cosmopolitan when we were younger where you could like rip off the little side of sealed section, the sealed yeah. section, of course. Um, if you're young, you wouldn't know it, but there used to be a little sealed section. And um, there would often be like sexy photos of like sex positions and just like the curve of a bottom and that mm. sort of thing. That's what this was. This was lots of like mm. the curve of a bottom and like how is Kevin Costner getting his hand in there without it being inappropriate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what lens they're using, but it looks like it's in there. <laughs> so full on. Um, and then the then the rest of the movies like more full on than that. We don't have to talk about the rest of the movie. Well, we? no, like I, I think it is worth talking about the violence because also like, isn't it interesting that sex has changed so much in film, but not violence so much? No. Yeah. yeah. I'm not shocked by violence anymore in film either, but there's nothing different about the violence we saw in this film than what we see now. No, no. It, I mean, it was more. I think there's very probably, bloody. Lots of blood. Yeah, there's there's probably a little more responsibility of who's getting the violence, how violence is. Oh, they punch women, <laughs> but they're, they're bad people. It's like it made me think of um, Kill Bill. I love Kill Bill. Yeah, great. And that's that's more violent, equally violent. Absolutely. Um, there is this scene uh, where they go to collect Madeline Stowe from, and this is the words that they used in the film, from a whore house. Mm. And the madam of the whore house uh, is like, I'm not going to tell you where she is. And then Kevin Costner beats her. Yeah, it's full on. It's, you walked in as I was watching. Yeah, I know. That's why I was, like, I was like, Oi. Zach watching that in double time. It sounded incredibly, incredibly full on. Um, it, 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 but it. The violence is interesting. The mm. violence, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about the violence. Just it was violent. Lots of punchies. Lots of punchies. Lots of violence. Mm. I, I, like I love violence in film, but it's it's very like how it's used. It's not for double time. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm sorry. This I feel needs to have the biggest trigger warning. They fucking kill a dog. When did they kill the dog? Dude, they killed his dog. Rot. It was, would have been very quick on double time when they when they burst into the cabin while um. Madeline oh, Stone, do. Kevin Costner are having a fuck. They shoot the dog yeah. in the head and you don't just hear it, you see it. They you see yeah. the dog get Yeah, no, no, I remember. Yeah. It's awful. It's um that is that to that me thing? is the worst that is the worst thing you can put in a film. I don't give a fuck. Kill the protagonist. Kill the 
punch the woman in the face. <laughs> Don't kill the golden retriever. You've heard that like thing. I can't remember where it's from. It's but never kill the dog. Never kill the but dog. That heard, that's like a whole thing in writing. It's I don't like, remember anything about the film I Am Legend. I don't remember a fucking thing except the dog. The dog dying. When you kill a dog, it's this strange thing about the way we engage with violence. I've read a few things about it. It was like, when you kill the dog, it's always more shocking oh, than the people. There is a movie. It's really cute. It's called A Dog's Journey. It's on Netflix. Yeah. They, spoiler alert. All of this whole thing is a spoiler alert. They kill a dog three times in that film. Yeah. Like, don't kill the dog. Don't kill the dog. It just... It just Oh. But, like, I mean, it elicits a response. Have you ever seen the film... You just instantly hate the person who kills the dog. Yeah. There is nothing the person... There is nothing, nothing the person that killed the dog can do to redeem themselves throughout a film. Not a single fucking thing. I reckon that guy, though, if he hadn't killed the dog, it would be hard to redeem him. <laughs> he was a pretty nasty Yeah, nasty pasty. He was a nasty I love pasty. how at the end they tried to make it, like... Actually, not that bad. It's like, no, you are. You killed a dog and look what you did to your wife. Yeah. Like, you... you Didn't have to do that. Absolute garbage man. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Have you seen the film Funny Games? No. Um, They don't kill a dog. Okay. What's it like? (laughs) Uh, It's it's, it's more full on than than any of the films you listed with dogs dying. But it... it, um, it, Who's uh, in it? Well, there was a remake with Naomi Watts in it, but I've not seen the remake. It's the the original film is uh, from 1997, and I don't know the actors from it. It's a really, really very full on film, and and okay. and there's mo- there's a moment in it that I d- I don't want to go into, but there's a moment in it where it's like, oh, they're not going to go there. Oh, they went there. Oh, really? Now I'm sad and upset. <laughs> like, oh God! But it's a very good film. It's a very like. It's it's worth watching. If There's you... someone in it called Wolfgang Gluck. Oh, that's a cool name. That's <laughs> a fucking sick name. Um, should we talk very quickly about Johnny Legs in this film? Because we've got a baby Legs, and we haven't had a baby Legs oh, in a very long time. I was, I, I, um, you've jumped right to it. But my my question was, um. What it, it, it's baby Legs, but there's 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 a burgeoning sexy. <laughs> okay. We Do you just, know what I'm saying here? I get what you're saying, but I would say unequivocally this is baby legs. I agree. I, I can There's see. There's an awkwardness with the emerging sexiness. Do you know say, what I'm let's saying? Let's just say this. I know that I know that John Leguizamo in 1990 would be going home and going, I'm going to start going to the gym soon. Yeah. Or, you know, I, 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 I need to kind of, I need to start taken more pride in my appearance, you know? Like yeah. I think my hair's a bit long. I think I think it's time to start really putting some serious, you know, gas behind this want to be a an a Hollywood. Because I think I think in this there's like um there's like a you got something, kid. You yeah. know what I mean? Like there's he's still baby legs for sure. Well, if you consider that you know regarding I, Henry, yeah. which was the year after this yeah, film. Yeah, he's baby legs. He's baby legs. What I think this film is, is it's baby legs mm. in a sexy Luigi role. Yeah. The, he's wearing the leather jacket. He's mm. like the door's opening. He's looking brooding. He's like, there's like a, it, there's like a, um, a tension here mm. with a baby legs not quite ready to embrace the mantle of sexy Luigi. Yeah. Um, 
it is baby legs. It's baby legs. It's baby legs, but there's a um, there's a there's a there's a there's a. I'm seeing an awkwardness, mm. uh, tension between the sexy Luigi he he is to become and destined to become. I would say, however, that the nature of the role, which is a sidekick, sidekick. Essentially, he mm. doesn't really have any lines at all. I think he has one in Spanish. Mm-hmm. Um, that is very baby legs. But do you know what I'm saying? In the um, like, there's a certain like, he's not just like Meh. he's like there's a he's wearing a leather jacket. He the door opens. He's acting like sexy, and religion. he looks up. But there's a but there's also evocations of when we were at drama school and there's these awkward little gangly 20-year-olds playing sexy people in plays. Yeah. And then you look back and you're like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I fully agree with you that he's baby legs. Mm. I think, though, we're seeing a tension here, mm. an emergence, a, a, a beginning. If I were to write a memoir, mm-hmm. or not a memoir, a biography about the sexy Luigi era... I would mention this film in in the first in the preload mm. or in chapter one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I would say that this this is to to baby legs. Yeah. What what um. This is to baby legs. Mm. What daddy. Daddy Guizamo is to Dad Guizamo, but the mm-hmm. other way around. I get what you're saying. It's I hear like, what you Okay, that makes sense. You know now what I'm you're, saying? Now that you're speaking my language. <laughs> now, as soon as you said Daddy Guizamo, Dad Guizamo, I'm there. I get it. Because I feel like Dad, Daddy Guizamo yeah. is a Dad Guizamo era. Yeah. Broadly speaking, the broad category. Like a toddler legs. Well, no, no, because that's weird. <laughs> it's not that he's a toddler. No, 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 no. Because it, it's 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 Daddy Guzamo is mm. is Hollywood Guzamo embracing his dad Guzamo. It's a it's a transitional phase. I, no, see, I don't agree. I think Daddy no, I think Daddy Guzamo is Dad Guzamo, but in a sexy role. Oh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like Daddy Guzamo became Dad Guzamo. It's yeah. that. So he could Our mate Johnny Legs, da- who is currently Dad Guzamo, if he gets cast as a sexy role, he's daddy. <laughs> so he can be Daddy Guzamo yeah. still. Yeah. Because I think Dad Guzamo can be a daddy. Mm. But I see, all right, so this is important clarification here. Yeah. I think there's two two things here. There's two words. that Daddy can mean two things. Mm-hmm. Um, dad Guzamo can be a daddy. Yes. In the right role. Yes. And in, in, the, in a sexy interview with Wendy Williams. Yes. Right. Daddy Guizamo is always a daddy <laughs> and it's an early phase of the Dad Guizamo phase. So Daddy Guizamo mm. and Dad Guizamo being a daddy are two different things. No, no. <laughs> I think Dad Guizamo, like he could make a movie tomorrow and mm-hmm. be Daddy Guizamo. Right. Okay, look, I think uh, we'll have to revisit this. Yes. Um, it's it's always evolving, always uh, moving. Um, um, I'm interested to see, like, I don't know if there's many things he did between 1990 and 1992 because we've established Whispers in the Dark, Sexy Luigi. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much he did in this two years, but I'll have a bit of research <laughs> and see at what point because I was fairly certain that we got it down. It was 
regarding Henry and then something happened between regarding yeah. Henry and Whispers in the Dark where baby grew grew up. <laughs> baby yeah. got legs. Baby got legs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what's your, your, what's your Leguistamo rating for Revenge, for the 1990 erotic thriller? Do you know what? I think, I think um, it's got... Leguizamo, like even if he wasn't in it, yes. it, it would have a couple of Leguizamo. Absolutely, yes. you know what I'm saying. Yes. If if I watched this film not knowing that John Leguizamo was, if John Leguizamo wasn't in this film and I chose to watch this film at my own accord, which I would, it is the kind of movie that I would absolutely watch yeah. by myself on a Tuesday night. 100%. I would be disappointed. I, I would probably have said, "Fuck! I wish John Leguizamo was in this film because it, it's a John Leguizamo film." So, in a the same way, film. the same way I watched uh, Speed the other week, mm-hmm. and Speed gets Leguizamos. I watched Speed the other week. Speed yeah. gets Leguizamos, yeah, even though he's not uh, in. Yeah, sure. It. He, it doesn't get a lot. One and a half. Two? Two. Yeah, I'd say two. I think Speed is a two-Leguistamo film. Yeah, okay. Even though he's not in it. Yeah. And if he was in it, it would be an automatic five. Absolutely. If he was yep. anyone on that bus. Yes. Even if he was in it for five minutes, yeah. it would be a five-Leguistamo. Yeah. Like we, we, it's a it's a five-Beth Grants or whatever. With, mm-hmm. Yeah. That movie is a five-Beth Grants. It would have been a one-Beth Grant even if Beth Grant wasn't in it. Absolutely. I get it. I get it 100%. This movie I think probably would have been a one-Leguistamo without him in it. He's in it a bit. I give it three Leguistamos. Great. Yeah. I give it three and a half Leguistamos. Great, fantastic. Because it is it is baby legs through and through. Mm-hmm. It has it has John Leguizamo written all over it. There's also a really beautiful reveal of John Leguizamo because it's an open Looked door up. moment yeah. and there's John Leguizamo. And I love that. I love a respect paid to the legs where they're like, he's coming on w- screen. Waco is oh, still Waco the best. Oh, Waco is the best. <laughs> Waco was Fucking amazing! I'm pretty sure one of us messaged each other. Like, <laughs> it was the end of episode see? one. Oh. It was like, it was like, oh, he's not in it. He's not in yeah. it. Like, only two people watching that movie going from one house across the road. And then the there's house. in the window John, John Leguizamo. Leguizamo. Oh, uh, but this one, this one, I I fully agree with you mm. on the reveal. Very sexy. Yeah. Very, very. It's the reason why I I was like, oh wow, mm-hmm. it's sexy Luigi. And yeah. then like he like. Tried to put his hand in his pocket. It was a little bit awkward. awkward. And I was like, nah, it's still baby legs. Yeah, it's still baby legs. <laughs> I think anthropo- anthropology, well, anthropo- in terms of an anthropological study, mm-hmm. this is an important film in the development of Sexy Luigi. Even mm-hmm. though he is not Sexy Luigi, it's an important film. Actually, 100%. If you are a baby legs fan or a Sexy Luigi fan, you will be satisfied by this film. Yeah, if you're a sexy Luigi fan, it's not you're not going to have a great time because he's not there yeah. yet. But as as an enthusiast, as an anthropologist, mm. you're going to be like, this is a worthy film to watch to see the development of, of the sexy, sexy Luigi, Luigi era. Preach, Mish. Thank you so much for joining me um, on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they check you out if they want to find um, out more could, about you? They could jump on my Instagram at Mish and Zach. Yeah, yeah, or at Mish Witchrup. <laughs> or at Mish Witchrup. Please, um, please follow me. Um, uh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's been a delight, and I'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 